Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2X listeners, Bill Kasky back at the 2X Podcast. Glad to have you with me today. In today's episode, I want to share with you a coaching experience that I had recently with one of my clients, and uh, he was having some difficulty with one of his team members. And so, yes, this probably is a little bit more of a leadership version of the 2X podcast. So if you have a sales leader or manager or VP of sales or director that you think uh, might have this issue with, of course, somebody other than you go ahead and pass it on to them because I think it is leadership. However, not only do we have to look at others around us and the people who report to us, if you are a leader, we also have to look at ourselves in these situations. So I think this scenario applies to all of us because we can all drop into some of the things that uh, my clients, one of their team members have dropped into. So I know that's being very vague. So let's just get into it. By the way, you can find out more about some of the work that I do at Bill Kasky. Com. We're getting ready to redo our website, too. We're really excited about it. It's going to be much easier to navigate, and we're going to have a way for you to participate with us a little bit more. And so uh, uh, Travis is working on that right now, and uh, we're looking forward to having that rolled out here very soon. So we'll let you know when that's done. So here's the deal. I have a client. I've been working with him for about three years. I work with a whole company of of leaders, but specifically I've been working with him coaching on some of the challenges that he has. And, And he does not oversee a sales team. But that's irrelevant to the conversation today. He oversees uh, some operations people, and uh, he actually has some client responsibility, which is why I coach him, but he's also got this leadership thing too. So he's got a, he's got a person that works for him that is misbehaving, who is acting out a little bit, and they really haven't done it to this level before. So here's the situation. The guy that works for the person I'm coaching has been with this company for 10, 12 years, worked his way up, uh, started off, uh, you know, in a, in a uh, hourly situation and worked their way up. And now they're a director of operations, uh, not VP of operations, but the next level down. So they have project managers that report to them. They have uh, other people. They're, they've got a team of, I don't know, seven or eight people. And they also have some peers that they work with very closely. And what my client has noticed is that over the last year or two, this person, we'll call him John. Why do we always use John? Let's use, let's use Carl. Carl with a K. Let's use Carl with a K, not a C, because that's very just, it's very unique. Uh, Carl has been acting up a little bit, and over the last year, he's, he's uh, my guy's kind of seen that it's getting worse. So 
the question is what to do. And so when I went in, uh, my client said, you know, Bill, I got this situation, got this issue. I need some help on, need some clarity on, which is always, that's really your best use of a coach. And I'm going to detour here just for a moment is if you have a coach, you should use them for clarity seeking. Because a lot of times you will see a situation that you've been involved with, you'll see it one way, and a coach can bring a third set of eyes to things. And it is extremely valuable because it's impossible for us to know what to do if we haven't really assessed honestly the situation up front. And that's what a good coach should help you do. So that's what I try to provide my clients is clarity seeking. It's just, let's just get clear on what's really occurring. Are you looking at this through your filtered eyes, through certain kind of lens on your glasses, or are you looking at it honestly, objectively, unbiasedly? Not a word, I know. I think you can, you can make up words as long as you say. That's not a word. So not only is self-awareness important, situational awareness is as well. So Here's the deal. Uh, There's three things that my client has noticed Carl has started to do, or there's a theme. Number one, eight to five. Eight to five. He doesn't clock in or clock out. He's not hourly. He's paid salary with a bonus. But he gets there at one minute till eight. He leaves at one minute after five or thereabouts. It's very... It, uh, sometimes there's some work at night done, my client has noticed, but for the most part, Carl hourly thinks about things hourly. In fact, has even expressed that, well, you know, you're, you're going to ask me to do that. Well, if you're going to ask me to do that, uh, I'm going to need to be compensated more for it. When really, the fact is, it's what, what they're asking him to do is right within his job responsibilities, but it might require a little bit more time than the 40 hours a week he puts in. So he's had a problem with that, which is uh, difficult. So number one, eight to five. Number two, very short with teammates and peers. Uh, Notice that there's a a little bit more uh, belittlement, a little bit more edginess in the communication, especially when things heat up and there are deadlines that need to be met or things aren't going according to plan, there's uh, there's a shortness to him. And that's a problem. And also there's this common theme. This is the third part. Common theme of, well, you know, I, I told you we we're going to run into that. I told you that six months ago and nobody listened. Uh, or, well, you know, I knew that was going to happen. Well, if you didn't, if you knew, why didn't you tell her? Well, I did. You know, I, I texted you guys that here six months ago and uh, nobody seemed to care. So there's that. Uh, I'm not going to take the time to present anything. I'm just going to to throw out some a sentence or two and say, oh, I think we're going to have a problem with this. I never think through it. And so those three things are really troubling for my client who oversees this person, Carl. As a trainer and a coach, I always have to keep in mind that we have to look and see what's really happening here. Because if we try to solve a problem like this, and by the way, this is a significant problem because it's starting to affect other people inside the organization, and Carl uh, thinks that everything is, is cool and fine, and he might be ready to be fired. So the gap between the way he thinks things are and the way things really are is wide and getting wider. And that becomes a problem if you don't head it off pretty quickly here, which my client is going to do. But I'm always interested in, well, what's really happening? 
What's really happening? If the prospect in, in the sales world, if the prospect is not answering your calls or the prospect has disappeared, you can blame this on the prospect all day long. You can say, oh, they were a jerk from the beginning and they just don't get it. I love that one. They just don't get it. They don't know what kind of pain they're in. Well, maybe it's you. Maybe you've treated them that way. Maybe you've uh, inadvertently, of course, belittled them or shamed them or just the, the tone of your voice has them thinking, well, hell, I don't want to talk to her or him anymore. I mean, every time I talk to them, I feel like I feel less than. So do you build your prospect up? Because how they act is a direct reflection on how you encourage them to act. If you come at them hard and they run away and then you you moan because they run away, well, you caused it. I caused it. So it's the same thing here is that we want to understand what's really happening and we want to shed all the stuff out and, and get to the real essence of the issue. Then we have hope of solving it. 90% of the time, we are working on the wrong problem. And when we're working on the wrong problem, we will create solutions that don't solve the problem that we have. We'll create solutions that are great solutions, but not for the problem we have. So I learned this early in the coaching and training business is that 90% of the time, and I don't know if it's 80, 85, 95, probably 100% of the time, when we start, we're not working on the real problem. So here's a tip. If you're a leader, if you're a sales professional, if you're a business owner, CEO, when you get ready to solve a problem, make damn sure you're working on the real problem. And the only way to know that is if you put a board up and you, you brainstorm and look at all the different possibilities and go deeper. What's really happening here? If Cheryl is uh, struggling in sales, or if, if you're struggling in sales, and somebody comes to you and says, hey, Bob, you're struggling, you're not making enough money, you're just not making enough calls, just not making enough sales calls. Really? Is that, is that what we always go to in sales, is you're not making enough calls? That's crazy. Now, it may be you're not making enough calls, but that's not the real problem. The real problem is why aren't you making enough calls? Or are, is making enough calls really the indicator that we're going to use for our, the future of our business? We're going to rely on somebody getting out of bed in the morning, having the right attitude, the right mindset, the right tactics, and the right mechanics, and the right words, and the right swagger, and make that call in the right way? Is that really what we want to base the future of our business on? Of course not. So it gets back to what's the real issue here? If you're not making enough calls, what's the real issue? The real issue is don't just make more calls because that's not going to solve it. So here's the deal. I came back with three things that I think Carl is struggling with. And I don't know if these are true, but as it turned out, as I went through these, the person I was coaching just shook his head and said, oh yeah, that's, that's exactly what's happening. It's it, you, you nailed it. It's exactly right. So here's what happens. And again, I'm telling you this because you might coach people or you might, I'm sorry, you might lead people. Well, you might coach people too. You might lead people, or this might be you or I, or is it me? I pause too long to know if it's I or me, but anyway, it might be us. So here's the deal. Number one, Carl has a victim mentality. I don't know where he got it. He did not graduate from college, and he has expressed the frustration with that to my client several times. He plays that card a little bit, and I say that with all due respect, but I think he has 
Uh, he needs to work through that. He can't go back and redo his life, so he's got to figure out wh- how to how to get past that. But he has a victim mentality, and I know that because of the language. Hey, I told you guys that. You know, I'm just I'm just you know I'm just turning the machine on. That's that sort of industrial complex attitude of well, hey, yeah, you told me to do it, so I did it, and if it didn't work, it's not my fault. I turned the machine on and I turned it off, and it wasn't producing enough widgets. So what am I going to do? Think about that. Think about that victim mentality, and do you or I slip into that? I think we do. I know I do. I've seen me do it. And sometimes I can catch myself doing it. Most often, I can't until at some point post facto. Oh, I've always wanted to say that, post facto. So victim mentality is what Carl has. You yelling at him to say, hey, come on, stop treating people that way and start getting, getting a you know, handle on things. If he has the victim mentality, he won't be able to do that. So you've got to work through that with him. Number two, and, and this, is, uh, this is dangerous here, so, uh, but I'm going to tell you the way I see it. And there is a, a helplessness that occurs when you have this victim mentality. And it's kind of a cousin to that one. And that is that the man... The man is holding me back. The man is keeping me down. And by the man, I don't mean I don't mean the man. It could be the woman, but it's the boss. It's some external figure who has control over this, who, who's like a puppeteer, a marionette, where they're pulling all the strings. And they're pulling my strings. I can't help it. I'm just having my strings pulled by by John or or the boss or this or the owner. And and again, there's that that sense of helplessness that, well, it's not up to me. It's up to them. I'm not the architect of anything. They're architecting this thing. I see this happen a lot of times with sales teams where there's not enough leads coming in and they, they moan to the marketing department and the marketing department doesn't know how to generate leads today. A lot of them don't. Some do. Good ones do, but most don't. And so the marketing department is really just an expense. They're not a, they're not a revenue producer or a profit center. They're just an expense. And sorry for offending marketing departments, but most don't do their job. They produce stuff, but they don't generate discussions or leads generally. Sometimes they do. If you're in a marketing department, if you're in marketing and you do that, then hats off to you. That's good. But number two is this notion that there is, there is a puppeteer or a man or a woman or somebody outside me who's, who's got my fate in their hands. It's really ugly. And today... That shouldn't be the case. It is only in our mind that that occurs. Number three, what's really happening here is there's an hour work for an hour wage attitude. Hey, just hourly, eight to five. I mean, you can tell it. Guy comes in at eight, leaves at five. That's an hourly attitude. And the notion that I've got some uh, work to do on the weekend, well, you have to pay me more for that. It's like, well, well, that's the hourly. That's how I know there's an hourly mentality there. What we know today is that hourly mentality has no place in business unless you are an hourly worker or union worker. I understand that, of course. But in most information, knowledge work, it's not hourly. You might have the idea at 7 o'clock at night, you can't say to yourself, well, I'm, I'm off the clock, my friend. Well, if that idea still lives at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, I'll write it down. But if it doesn't, it ain't seeing paper. Of course not. If you're a leader, and let's just take it from Lee. I don't want to get into if, if this is you because you'll have, to, you'll have to work that out for yourself. But I do know that this happens. I see it happen all the time, even with, with 
professional white collar workers, this happens. Victim mentality, there's a, there's a man or there's an outside force that's puppeteering the, the work, and I, I drop into an hourly thing. But if you're a leader, you've got to sit down and have a conversation, as I coach my client to do, with this person and say, look, we have an issue here. We have a problem that needs to be remedied, and I think it needs to be remedied perhaps more than you think it needs to be fixed. So there, if we have a gap, let's make it very clear today. I'd like to make it very clear to you that that gap ex- should exist no longer after this meeting. You will see how seriously I think the problem is. Now, the, the good thing about this is I think we're catching it prior to it going on too long or it being too late. Because at some point in the future, if we don't deal with this, then one day I'm going to walk in and say, Carl, I'm sorry, you'll have to turn your keys in, your laptop in. This is not working. You're going to have to let you go. And I don't want to be the, I don't want that to happen. I want to be a part of the solution here. But it's not as important that I'm a part of the solution as it is if you're a part of the solution. And then you have to have this conversation. Here's what I think is occurring. And, and chat with them. Talk to them. It, they may have a different version of it. Sometimes people have things that are occurring on the home side in their personal lives, financial affairs, and things like that. Sometimes that occurs, and you don't know that as a leader, as a manager. And the same thing with the with if you're a sales professional, you don't know when prospects have that. all the all you see is the business side of them, but they have a personal side, and maybe things are not going well. Maybe they've got a parent, a sick parent who's living with them, and it's causing stress. I mean, we just don't know. Everybody lives. We all live two lives, don't we? We live the lives that. We want everybody else to see us live, but then we have the real life. And the real life, it has a, a partition between it and the perceived life or the ideal life that we want people to see us that we lead. And so we don't know. But if you don't have this conversation with Carl in this case about these three things, you are never going to fix it because it's always going to be it's always going to be underneath the surface. So I hope that has helped. I know we rambled a little bit through this, but you have to ask yourself, do I exhibit these behaviors? Do I ever get into an 8 to 5 kind of attitude? Do I am I short with people? Do I ever use that? Well, I tried to tell you, but you didn't listen. Do I ever use that? And if I do, or if we do, then we, we might have a victim mentality. We might have this perception of the man somewhere, and we might just be thinking hourly, hourly work for hourly wage. I hope this has uh, opened some eyes, helped, and uh, by all means, send this on to your sales leader or CEO if you feel like there's some people inside the organization who uh, might be helped by this kind of approach by the leader. So uh, go to BillKasky.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Please uh, feel free to email me. If you're on our, e- should be on our email list by now, but if you're not, go to BillKasky.com and uh, jump on that and we'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.